You're listening to the weekly Parsha podcast with Ari Goldwag, recorded with Hashem's never-ending assistance in Ramah B'Shem and Shizrael 5782-2022. This week, in Chutzlars, we have Parshas Noso, and in Eretz Yisrael, we have Parshas Bahaloscha. And there is a clear connection, once again, between the two Parshas at the end of Parshas Noso. So we have the offerings of the Nesim, and then at the beginning of Parshas Bahaloscha, we have the obligation to light the candles, light the menorah in the base Hamikdash, and Rashi, the Ramban, speak about the fact that, bring the Medrash, that the connection is that Aaron Akoyin, the, the tribe of Levi, didn't have an opportunity amongst all of the Nesim to bring any kind of offering on behalf of his tribe. All of the other tribes did. Levi didn't have that, tr- that chance. Hashem says to them, don't worry, you have the Baalaisres Haneres, you have the candles, whatever that means, see Rashi and the Ramban. But clearly there's a connection between the end of Nasser and the beginning of Baalosra. And I'd like to explore that a bit, not so much focusing on the Karbonus of the Nasim, but it's very interesting. Immediately after the Karbonus of the Nasim, Torah tells us that Hakodishbroh who speaks to Moshe Rabbeinu, God speaks to Moses from on top of the Kaparis, like Kaparis, from between the Kruvim, from between the cherubs that are on top of the of the Ark, the Ark of the Covenant, within which is the Torah. That's one of the things at the very end of Parshas Naso, and it's very interesting. Why does that follow? Why does that follow the order of the Nesim bringing all of their Karbanis on a, in a, a on a simple level, a Pashupshat level? The Nesim bringing their Karbanis, bringing their sacrifices was the concept of the Miluim, which was preparing, being Mechanech, Chanukah Samizbeach, inaugurating the Mizbeach, the altar, for use. Once it's inaugurated, so then the Mishkan is ready for use. What is the purpose of the Mishkan? It's for God to speak to us, for us to have an interaction with God. And therefore, Moshe Rabbeinu receives the the word of Hashem from between the Kruvim, that's where Hashem speaks to him. We'll see more about that shortly. And Following that immediately is the concept of the menorah. So, the the obligation of Aaron Hakoyim to light the menorah. And I want to understand this sequence. What is the idea that we have here? The Nesim, Moshe Rabbeinu, hearing Hashem's voice from inside of the Mishkan, from inside of the Aaron Ha'edus, from on top of the Aaron Ha'edus, and then the the command to bring up Palishchas Haneris to light the candles. Okay, so it's very interesting, and uh, I have a very powerful idea which I'd like to share with you. Let's see the Midrashim, because they're beautiful, they're gishmak, they're enjoyable, and there's a lot to learn. The first message I'd like to read is from the end of the Parsha, of Parsha's Nasa. Me'alaka Parsha'sher al-aroin ha'edus. Pasik says that Hashem spoke to Moshe Rabbeinu, the voice was heard above the kaporis, above the cover of the ark, that was upon the box, uh, Ha'edus means the testimony, the, the Ark of the Testimony, the Ark which contained within it the Seres Adibrais, it had in it the Torah, etc. Lama Nemar. What is this to teach us? The Fishu Oimer Lahalon, Vayidavashem Elav Me'el Moed. Basik says in beginning of Vayikra that Hashem spoke to Moshe Rabbeinu from the tent of meeting, from the Mishkan, from the tabernacle. Yachomikalabais. You might think that Hashem's voice would be heard throughout the entire 
the entire Beis Hamikdash, the entire uh, Mishkan. That's what the verse comes to tell us that no, the voice was heard. If you wanted to know where the sound was coming from, where was it being amplified from, so to speak? It was coming from on top of the Oren. Now the Pusik says it's from on top of the Kaporis. Maybe it's the entire Kaporis was like a sounding board for God's voice, as it were. Very interesting. The Pusik tells us the voice was heard between the two Kruven, between the cherubs, which were angelic looking beings with wings that were up above towards their head. From between them, that voice was heard. These are the words of Rabbi Akiva. Shimon ben Azai says, I don't want to say something that's going to, I'm not coming to argue in what I'm about to say, only Rabbi Akiva said, but I want to add on something to it. In regards to the honor of God, okay, what is the honor of God? We'll soon see. It says about the honor of Hashem, Verse tells us in Jeremiah chapter 23, verse 24 in Yermio, God says, Behold, the heavens and the earth, I fill them up. So is the word of God. Okay, so HaKadosh Baruch Hu's honor, so to speak, which really means His presence when we see Hashem in our lives, let's say, or when we see the honor of the Jewish people, Right, a six-day war, 1967, the Jewish people miraculously have the entire Eretz Yisrael given to them. That's the honor of Hashem. When you see God in the world, when you see miracles, when you hear Hashem speak, this represents the honor of Hashem. So the honor of Hashem really fills up the entire universe. If you look around, you walk out in nature, everywhere you go, God is speaking. God's honor is seen. Reichi basen Yisrael. Says Rabbi Shimon ben Azai, he says, the honor of Hashem really should fill up the entire world and you should be able to hear Hashem everywhere, but Hashem doesn't do that. Hashem specifically speaks when He wants to direct us. If we want to hear His voice, we want to see His honor, where does Hashem speak from? A very small location, a very small um, constricted spot. And that is from between the, the two crew and between the angels on top of the ark. Okay? So it's an incredible thing. Why? Says Rishim ben Azai. Look at the love that Hashem wants to show Am Yisrael. Hashem wants the world to know. Hashem wants everyone to know that what is, what is, where am I, HaKadosh Baruch Hu where is He expressed? Who does He speak to and through? It's the Jewish people. He speaks to us. And we, in turn, reveal His honor in the world. Okay, that's the first point in the Medrash. Just such a beautiful... Re'echi Basan. See how much Hashem loves us. He speaks... He could fill up the entire world with His voice, as it were. He speaks to us in a small location to show His love for us. Right, the Shnei Akruvim, the two angels represent... One of them represents God, as it were, and one of them represents the Jewish people. They're facing each other, they're hugging each other, they're in love. Because who loves the Jewish people... We love Hashem, right? That's where the voice of God speaks from, to show the love for the Jewish people. Reb Deisa Oimer, the Medrash continues and says, Reb Deisa says, It's a very interesting thing, right? 
You can't see God, as it were. We can't see Hashem and live. We can't fully experience God and live. Jewish people heard the first two commandments directly from Hashem's mouth, as it were. They all died. Pasuk says, they, they were shaken, they were thrown back, the Medrash says. They all died. Hashem had to bring them back to life. Hearing God's voice is a, a massive experience. It's something that if we, if we see Hashem in our lives, or we even just like to figure it out, it takes away our Bechira in a certain sense. We lose our free will. We become bottled to Him. We don't have life anymore. We can't live. We don't have free will. We don't have Bechira. Hashem says to Moshe, I want to see you. I want to see your honor. I want to see that you exist in the world. I want to see the way that you work the world. Says Rabbi Daisa, a human being cannot experience God in this world during our life. Right? We'll be bottled. We'll we'll just disappear from existence. We won't have any uh, separate existence from God. We'll die. But when a person dies, however, says Rabbi Daisa, they can indeed see godliness. They do experience God, as it were. Interestingly, it brings a verse in Psalms, chapter 22, verse 31. It says, In front of Hashem, those who have come down into the, into the dust, a person who has died, his soul is no longer giving life to his body, that person, the fun of Yichru, bows down to Hashem, which means, again, what does it mean to see Hashem, as it were? What does it mean to experience God? It means that you realize that everything is Him. That's His honor. Everything is Him. We have no Bechira. person, once they're dead, they have no more Bechira. So, it's okay for them to experience Hashem completely. Why? Because there's no more choices in, in the higher world. Rabbi Kiva, Oimer. Rabbi Kiva says another pshat in this verse. When it says, A person can't see me and live. He says an amazing thing. He says, So usually it's translated as, The human being can't see me and live. means A human being and a chai, something that lives, cannot see me. What's the chai? It's the chai is It's referring to the angels in heaven. They cannot see Hashem's honor. So it's very interesting. So, what Rabbi Akiva seems to be saying, as I understand it, is that even though it's true that a an angel cannot fully experience God, which we wouldn't have thought that perhaps we know that they say Baruch Kivod Hashem Kadosh 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 Hashem They're the one. The angels are the ones who say these these verses. They say, "Blessed is the name of God from His place." They can't actually directly see God, as it were. They can't experience God fully. The human being, however, his soul is higher. A human being's soul, of course, when we're physical, we can't experience God fully. But the human being, the soul of the human being, has the ability to experience God on a higher level than the angels. Amazing thing. Okay, so the, the angels, and perhaps, I was thinking as, as I learned this, perhaps the pshat is that God's voice comes out through between the kruvim, right? Between the kruvim. It doesn't pass by the kruvim. It's not being heard from the entire from the entire Kaporis, representing the Kruvim. The cherubs are angelic beings, representing the fact that Moshe Rabbeinu, a human being who's on an exalted level, can hear God's voice, can experience godliness in this world, but an angel can't. Right? It's between the angels, it's between the, cher- the Kruvim, the cherubs. 
Again, Rishim Ben Azai says, I want to say something in regards to what Rabbi Kiva said. I don't want to uh, contradict what he said. I just want to add something. The verse says, human being can't see God and live. I want to say, like, a little addition, that when it says, Adam Vuchai, what does it mean, the Chai? It means the Chayos, which are the angels, they cannot experience God completely. Even though they have a Chayai Even though, why are they called Chayos? Why are they called the living creatures, the, the living angels? Why are they called that? Because they live forever. They don't die. They cannot experience God. Okay, when we read this Medrash, so, Medrash Amr al-Dosheni, what does it mean? What is Rabbi Shimon ben Azai adding? What is Rabbi Shimon ben Azai adding? What is he saying more than what Rabbi Kiva said? What does it mean? They, they, they don't live. They, they live forever, I'm sorry. They have, for, they have life which lasts forever, but nevertheless, they don't see the cover. They don't see Hashem's honor. What does that mean? What is the idea behind that? We'll soon see. By Daber Pasuk says, God spoke to Moshe, right? God spoke to him from between the Kruvim. There, was, there were angels filling up the entire Mishkan Ha'edus. There were angels there, thousands, ten, tens of thousands of angels. They did not hear Hashem's voice. They did not hear Hashem's voice. The voice of Hashem would come out like like a uh, a tsinor, uh, a a pipe, like a like concentrated, like a laser beam. That's what I'm looking for. Hashem's voice would come out like a laser beam, into the ear of Moses. The angels were in the middle. They were all around. The sound was not heard by the angels. Only Moshe Rabbeinu was able to hear the sound of Hashem's voice, to, to hear that true revelation of godliness, of the Ratz and Hashem, of the will of God. As the Pazik says, that God, He, he speaks with an awesome voice, right? Hashem is speaking so loudly, but nobody can hear. All those around don't hear. That's what it means, Hashem spoke to him. Spoke to Moshe Rabbeinu, only to Moshe Rabbeinu. So, this, this message needs explanation. What is the idea here? Also, again, question I asked earlier, why is it that the, the, this particular idea that Hashem speaks to Moshe Rabbeinu from the Kaporis, from on top of the Arna Edus, why does that follow the, the, um, the carbonus of the Nesim, the sacrifices brought by each of the princes of the tribes. What is the concept behind that? Why does that precede this? And what is this Medrash teaching us? I mean, it's an awesome thing. It's an unbelievable thing. A human being is on a higher level than an angel. What does that mean? Why is that? angel can't experience Hashem fully. Why is that? How come a human being can? What is the idea that, that the angel, he lives forever and he still can't experience Hashem? What is that? What is the, uh, you know, what's the depth of that? Okay, so before we answer this question, I want to look in the beginning of Baha'u'llah, which I, I told you a little bit of it. We saw, you know, I, saw, I mentioned at the very beginning the Rashi and the Ramban. Baha'u'llah's Haneris, Hashem commands Aaron Akoyan to, to uh, light the menorah, light 
the candles in the base hamikdash. At Moitzis Shnei Masar Shvatim Shikriv Karbanos Lachanukas Hamizbeach Shevet Levi Lo Hikriv Klum. We find says the Medrash that the twelve tribes they all brought Karbanos to inaugurate the Mizbeach. They brought Karbanos to inaugurate the Mizbeach. They started the whole business. That's it. The the Mishkan is ready for use. It's ready to. But Levi didn't bring any, didn't bring any carbonus. They didn't. Where was their inauguration? So why didn't we have a chance? Says the Medrash, a very interesting mushal, which is very similar to the Medrash, the Gemara, really at the end of Sukkah, talking about Shmini Atzeres, which is very connected to this. I'm not going to get into it. We have an analogy, similar to a song that's on one of my albums, my most recent album. There was a king who he he wanted a, he had a suda he had a big banquet and he was calling many craftsmen. Now he had one person who he was very close with. He was very he was very beloved to him. But he didn't call them, he didn't call this beloved one together with everybody else. Now the one who was beloved, the one who was such close friends with the king, didn't understand why he wasn't invited. Maybe the, the king is angry at me. I wasn't invited to these parties. Right? So in this mashal, in the mashal in the Gemara and it's talking about the Umasa'ilam versus the Jewish people. Here it's talking about the 12 tribes versus Levi. Right, the twelve tribes. Each of them were bringing these sudas. They were bringing these carbonas. They were bringing, you know, as it were, something for God to eat, as it were. Hashem doesn't eat, but they were bringing their offerings. And and the beloved one in this mashal, it's Levi. Says, "What about me? Uh, you know." So once those days of of the meals passed, once those party days passed. The king called to his special one, the one he, who he loved, and he had a special suda just with him. And that's Kach Hamelech Melech Machem Lach Makadosh Baruch Hu, God, the King of all kings. He does a similar thing. At Moisei Shnei Masar Shvatim, he created the Chunukas Hamizbeach by Kibbutz Hakadosh Baruch Hu. You see, twelve tribes, twelve tribes bring all of their offerings, inaugurating the Mizbeach. Hakadosh Baruch Hu receives them. Shnei Kach Miyatam. But the tribe of Levi did not bring, didn't bring anything. Once the inauguration of the Mizbech was completed, Hashem says to Aaron, and to his children, But your Shevet, all of the other tribes brought an inauguration, but your tribe did not. So Hashem says to him, now bring the, now bring the, bring up the menorah, bring up the light of the menorah. That's going to be, it seems, doesn't say, I, I'm going to, in my theory, I'm going to say that it doesn't mean an inauguration. It sounds like it's saying, this is your inauguration. Your inauguration is the neiros, the lighting of the menorah. But I have a question on this medrash. I have a question on this medrash. Why, why, you know, why didn't you have the, the beloved one first? Maybe first and at the end, I don't know. Like, why does Hashem leave it 
to invite the Levim, or on, on Sukkot, you have 70 parim, 70 bulls that are brought on behalf of the 70 nations, and then on the last day, so there's one bull that's brought on behalf of the Jewish people. Why is our party last? Why is the Levim's party last? Why, why doesn't it come at the beginning? So I want to say that there's an awesome, deep idea here. Such a, such a beautiful, deep idea, which helps us understand this medrash, helps us understand the other medrash, why, what's, what's going on in the other medrash with the, with the angels and with the Nassim coming, and then Moshe Rabbeinu being able to hear the word of God. Listen to this, because this is incredible, foundational. The medrash is telling us that it's specifically that the Nesim have to bring their korbanis, have to bring their sacrifices before. This is in the inauguration. The point of the Mishkan is to hear the word of God. It's to, for Moshe Rabbeinu to hear God's will through the Kruvim, from on top of the, the Kapiris. The point is also that Aaron HaKoyin should light the menorah. That is the purpose of the entire Mishkan, but it can't be... You know, first you have to build the Mishkan. First you have to create all of the parts. You have to put up the Mishkan. You have to put up the tabernacle. And just like physically you have to do that, you also have to do that spiritually. You have to take the Karbanis. You have to bring all of the Karbanis. And now the house is built and the menorah is ready to light. Now it's ready for Moshe Rabbeinu to hear the voice of Hashem coming out from between the Kuvim. What do I mean? First, in order to hear Hashem's voice, us, me and you. You want to know God's will for you? I want to know God's will for me. In order to hear what's going on, what the Torah is telling us, what Hashem, the messages that Hashem is telling us all of the time, we need to first prepare ourselves. We are human. And in order for us to be able to hear God's word and to be on a higher level than the Malachim, on a higher level than the angels, to be able to experience God for real, person has to first be alive. We have to be here in this world and we have to try to perfect ourselves, bring those offerings, as it were, for us the offerings are Torah, mitzvahs, all of the commandments, trying our best all of our lives to do the will of Hashem. Then we start, as we, you know, as we get into it, as we have inaugurated ourselves, we have created a foundation upon which the word of Hashem can be heard. Now we start to hear the word of Hashem. Now we start to be able to light the lights. The menorah represents the Torah. It's Aaron Akain. The, the priests, what, are, what is their purpose? It's to teach the Jewish people, to serve as the liaison between the Jewish people and God. That's only possible once the foundation has been laid and the inauguration has happened. When all of the Jewish people, when all of the tribes... When all of the tribes have brought their carbonus, what are they saying with that, with the, with this inauguration? They're saying, this is what we want. We want God's will. This is what we want. We want a relationship with Hashem. That's the foundation. Levi is not part of that foundation, so to speak, because Levi is the higher aspect, the 13th aspect. There are 12 tribes. Menashe and Ephraim, Yosef is split into two, right? There are 12 tribes. Levi is the 13th tribe, which is the soul. The Jewish people, and this is the same concept really, because the 70 nations also are a certain concept, which is related to 12, which I can't get into now. It's in my safer actually. Perfectly imperfect. The number 70 represents 
the goof, the mankind of, the, of humankind, the soul of humankind is the Jewish people. We once the foundation is established, the korbanos are brought on behalf of the seventy nations. Now, what does that mean? It means the seventy nations are there to serve God. Then we inject the soul. Then there's a special party for the soul of mankind, which is the Jewish people. That's Shemini Atzeres. And here, within the Jewish people, there's a soul, which is the Levim, the Levites. Now's the party for the Levites. An angel can't take part in this party. You know why? They live forever. But they don't have a physical body. Only a human being who lives in this world and has that physical foundation established. Once we've established that, someone like a Moshe Rabbeinu, who's been on the mountain and has heard the will of God, completely buttled, light is shining out of his face. That's a person who can hear God's voice. Because he has the foundation, which is only attained here, in a physical body, in the physical world. The Nesim and their Korbanis represent the physical manifestation, which has been raised up to become spiritual. Only a human being can do that. No angel can do that. Nobody else can do that. And only who? The Jewish people. The Jewish people are the only ones who can do it. Why? Because we are the ones who are committed to God's will. And that's why Hashem speaks from between the Kruvim to us. Reichi Basan Shal Yisrael. Why? Because we are the ones who, the most, we are the light unto the nations. The light represents the soul. We are the light unto the nations. We are the soul of the world. And our soul, so to speak, who's the light unto the nations of the Jewish people? It's the Levim, the Levites, and the Kohanim, the, the priests. Of course, it's Aaron and Moshe who are the apex, the, the, the pinnacle of that, because they are the ones who express the word of God to the Jewish people the most. It only happens after the Korbanas are brought. Why? Because that's the foundation. It shows that the Jewish people have established ourselves as those who serve God. Those who are interested in serving God. Moshe and Aaron now can hear the word of God and relay that to the Jewish people. It comes from between the Kruvim. The Kruvim don't hear it. The angels don't hear it. Why? Because they don't have that physical foundation. They don't understand what it means to be in a physical world. They don't have that they don't have the Korbanus. They don't have the foundation. We do. Once we have the foundation, Moshe can hear the word of God. Relay that to the Jewish people. Once we have that foundation, the Levites, they're not part of the inauguration because their job is to be the light. Their job is to light the menorah, to be the light, teaching the Jewish people about the Torah, how it applies to them, how it lights up their life, how they can connect through it, to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. I want to bless you and ask you to bless me. Hashem should help us that we should be able to build ourselves. We live in this world to use the Torah to become great people, to establish, to inaugurate our Mishkan, to bring those Karbanas like the 12 Nesim, to, to prove through our actions, through our learning and action that we are dedicated to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that the most important thing to us is those parim, those sacrifices which represent our willingness to do the will of God and inaugurate His Mishkan, Hashem should thus help us to be able to hear His voice and to light the light of the menorah for ourselves and all those around us. Thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful Shabbos. This podcast was made possible through the gracious donations of listeners like you. For more podcasts like this, please visit www.arigoldwag.com or search on iTunes, Ari Goldwag.